we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Awake those that are asleep in Zion. It's time to get up. I would not have you ignorant concerning Satan's devices. Because that's how he will gain an advantage over us. What we have been given, the revelation, the word, the anointing, the, the level of healing, the level of blessing that is on this house continually blows my mind. I never blown your mind too, but it's tripping me out. I don't understand it. I've never seen it in my life. What I'm seeing happen here is the stuff I watch on TV, Sonia. The stuff I used to be like, oh my God, that church over there is that over there some other part of the world. Never dreamed that we would see it here. That I would be a part of it, much less pastoring it. Never thought it possible what God is allowing us to see. And God says, son, walk worthy. Ephesians 4 and verse number 1. Ephesians 4, put it on the screen. He says, Ephesians 4 and verse number 1. I need you to get this. This is so critical. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are being called. There is a walk that is required of us because of our vocation. There is a walk. I got some deep points to give you and some things to write down, some strategy, but I need, to, I, need to, I need to preach this. I'm preaching now, believe it or not. This proclamation to bring about a change. Let's read it together. Ready, everybody? Ready, read. Hold on. The prisoner of the Lord. The Lord calls the shots in my life. The Lord calls the shots in my life. I lock up. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, read the rest. Beseech you. Watch this, man. Paul says, I beg in you. Beseech means to beg. I'm insisting upon you. This ain't no game, Paul said. Paul said, listen to me, man. I am begging you. What is he begging you? Ready, read. Beseech you. That ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. There is a vocation, there's a call, there's an assignment that God has for us as a church. And I need you to understand that your worthy walk affects my worthy walk. The output of this house is determined on how many of us decide to walk worthy. Don't let anybody fool you. Or oh, we can go without you. No, no. If you're attached to this house, your walk will affect our ultimate gain. 
I don't want nobody. Well, I ain't no minister. I ain't on no ministry. I just joined the church. I only just come here. No, you affect what we accomplish as a body. Please, now you can look across the room. Look, at, look across somebody and tell them, man, I need you. Look at somebody's man. Tell them, I need you. No, 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 no. Y'all say that. Y'all scared. Go ahead and look at somebody. Tell them, man, I need you. Find somebody you've never seen before. Lock eyes with them. Tell them, man, I need you. So now tell them, please, tell them, let's do this together. Let, let's do this together. Now we're about to clap because the Bible says he don't chastise except he loves. Uh, persons who you don't care about, you don't fast. You let them do whatever they want to do. But when you love someone, hold on, man, catch yourself. Children don't understand that. When they get older, they understand. It's love why I'm so hard on you. If I didn't love you, man, go ahead and just fall down. Go ahead and do craziness. I, I, I want you to please don't miss this. Before I, before I move on to the next part I want to get to, I, want, I got to say this again. Listen to me, y'all. Uh, I heard this so strong, and I got to repeat this. He says, exposure and embarrassment is coming. I heard it strong. I got to say it. And if you believe my word about September and all the mother healings that you believe that come out of my mouth, believe this one too, please. You trying to, you trying to, you trying to scare me into live right? But no, don't, you don't got to. Just do what you want to do then. You could just totally cancel on everything I said here this morning and continue to live your best life. You'd be surprised, boy, how you end up sending the text to the wrong chat. You'd be surprised how you send that picture to the church group. You know I'm a funny guy and I, I, I like to laugh. You guys, I'm not even smiling, right? Because I've seen it. I've, I've seen it by the Spirit. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen persons send pictures. I've seen it by the Spirit. I've seen it by the Spirit of God. Pictures drop into the church chat. I've seen conversations sent to Pastor Denzel because he just sent a broadcast and you was talking to somebody and you end up replying to the wrong chat. I saw it. Some of you can hear this kindly and say, boy, I got to be careful. No, you got to live right. When you live right, you don't get worried about being careful. It's true to be told, according to the word of God, we ain't supposed to be careful. We're supposed to be careful for nothing. Live right, then you can live free. And you have no problem sending your text to the wrong chat. Oh, sorry, I wasn't meaning to speak a blessing on you, but be blessed anyhow. Oh, sorry, man. The scripture was a few was for my next friend. But anyway, you may need this. Soak on this word. I've seen preachers send. I've seen it. I'm in preacher groups. And pastors send stuff to the wrong group. 
And then you hear this, oh, sorry, my grandchild has my phone. I, I ain't making this up. My phone was stolen. My grandchild had my phone. Yeah, all kinds of nonsense like that. I'm telling you, you can repent after exposure. But the, the object is that we must obtain favor with God and man. Oh, this is going to be a low offering today. Pastor ain't getting no seed today. You want to see it, put seed in yourself. Don't forget this. I won't stay alone. Romans 6 and 23 is still true. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. What's this death? Death is not always physical death. Uh, this death, this death is really um, separation. One of the definitions of the word death in this text is the miseries of life. The wages of sin is the miseries of life. Sin allows you to be... Sin takes away your immunity to the corruption of this earth because it gives the devil access to you. Someone says, I refuse to live in misery. That's the life of sin for the believer. It brings misery. It brings depression. <sighs> I'm trying to determine whether I should read this next scripture. The book of Psalm chapter 66. I'm going to do five more minutes and then we can go. We shared this on a prayer call some time back and I want you to see this again. Psalm 66 and 18. Read it for me, please, Vera, if you have it. Psalm 66 and 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, let me read this to you in the NIV, because I like how it's read, read in the NIV. Here's what it says. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I have cherished sin in my heart. This psalm, the, they, theologians believe that this was written by David. Uh, based on that, there are two things we know about David, Jody. Number one, we know David knew how to sin, and we know David knew how to hear God. Okay. One more time. Two things we know for sure about David. That boy knew how to sin. But that boy knew how to hear God. So I trust him, Shanti, if he says, sin in my heart puts me in a position where God don't answer my prayer. This is my point. Because of David's track record, I trust him when he makes this kind of statement. Because this dude would know how to get prayer answered. This is the same boy who killed a lion and a bear and a boy who killed Goliath. Who went from uh, the forgotten son to the king. And if he says, sin is caused, God don't hear me, I think we could trust his word on that. 
Sin makes prayer difficult. And prayer is supposed to never be difficult. According to what he says. Now, he doesn't just say sin. Uh, the NIV says cherished sin. I, I want to... Um, mm, I want to say this in four more minutes. I want to say this and then I, I promise you I stop it. He says, if I have cherished sin in my heart, God will not hear me when I pray. He is not going to hear me when I pray if I have this cherished sin, this sin that I'm holding dear to me. As I was reading this, the Lord directed me to my days back in the day when I used to read through the Bible. I've did it a few times in my Bible, read through the Bible plan, and one of the things that always got me in reading through the Bible, Karen, is in the Old Testament, there was, and I've talked about this before, there is this recurring sin that I always see in the Old Testament. It is the sin of idolatry. Y'all ever notice that? Like every time you look through the Old Testament, you constantly see this one sin. They like them idols. And it always bringing up this constant sin of idolatry. And, I'm, and I remember one time I was reading through the Bible, I was about 18, 19, and I said to God, God, how is it that that sin just disappeared? Because we don't hear about it as often in our day. It's not as often in the New Testament. You see it in a few places in the New Testament, but it definitely in conversation you don't hear preachers preach about idolatry. And then watch this, the Lord says, that this idea of idolatry is simply placing anything, thought, desire, or person in the place that should be occupied by God. Please put that on the screen if you can, girlfriend. You there? Idolatry is simply placing anything, any thought, any desire, or any person in the place that should be occupied by God. Oh, God Almighty. He says, son, if you have something that's occupying a place in your heart, a cherished sin in your heart, that is an idol because according to the scripture that you all read 40 minutes ago that you all forgot about, Psalm 119 and 11 says, thy word have I hid in my heart. How did cherished sin get there? That means you displaced the word. And you moved in a cherished sin. Oh, God. The, the place for where that sin is is where the word should be. But you allowed that cherished, that sin. Lord, y'all looking at me funny like y'all don't know what cherished sin is. That sin you protected. You know there's some sins you like, I don't drink no more. We like to announce the ones that we don't cherish. Or we'll testify about the ones that we don't cherish. Oh, but there's one, there's, there's something that we cherish, and if we cherish sin, glory to God. Ooh. Ah, God. He says, the sin that we need to call out is the sin of idolatry. And watch this. He says this idolatry comes in three ways. Dan said, you can't bring, bring in no points now. Because now I finally get to my points. This idolatry, y'all get beaten a lot because y'all quiet, but it's like, like, Lord, 
You tell us be quiet, we ain't saying nothing, right? I won't say amen bad, but I ain't saying a word because I ain't sure if he's still mad. I don't know. <laughs> Matthew 6, 31, 32. There are three. He says these three become idolatry. Don't but sin. Every sin is connected to these three, these three right here. You get over this, you straight. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do unbelievers sink. Unbelievers seek these things. But as a believer, you don't seek them. You don't allow them to become idols. If they become idols, you will go after them. You don't seek them. I got them for you. That's why when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he says, when you pray, say this, our source. Because the word father is the word source. Someone say source. Aha. Uh -huh. See, he is source and anything else can only be a resource. It got to come from him because ultimately he's the only source. He says, don't go after resources. Stay to me as the source and I'll make the resource available to you. God, this is supposed to be one Sunday and done. This will be a, a hit and run. Um, uh, and move on to something else. But watch this. Uh, what you shall eat speaks to the necessities of life. All those things that are necessary for you to function in this world system. If you needed to function in this world, he says, that's something you eat. Money. <laughs> uh, food. Uh, they, your light bill, your water bill, the computer for you to do the work, and that, all those kind of things that are necessary for you to function in this life, he says that's, that comes under what you shall eat. And he says, stop stressing about that. Stop allowing that to form idols in your life. Many of us are in relationship because that person provides us something to eat. You can't date a man for food. Because you are making him now your source. You, you battling whether you should stay or leave because God is calling you and you can fit it in your spirit. But the problem is this person is giving you food. This person puts gas in your car. Give you the car to put the gas in. Glory to God. I'm taking care of your needs and so now you are in bondage to them and you have made them an idol and you've given God the backseat to your life. And the Bible says, thy word have I hid, but now you have taken the word out of your heart. See, the reason I hid the word in my heart because I don't want the devil to be able to get access to it. I treasure it. I put it in a place where nothing can touch it. But when you allow this person to supply what you eat, now you have dislocated hated the word and you've put this person as an idol in your life God says you should have no other idol but me I won't be the only idol that you have God I'm rushing this boy I hope you are getting something uh, then the second thing he says what you shall drink this speaks 
to the things that bring you pleasure in life. Both the tangible and the intangible things that allow you to enjoy life. God, if we didn't have these children here, I would talk to y'all. Because I would tell you that men cheat for pleasure as though that cheater gives them pleasure. Your spouse wasn't given to you for pleasure. God gives you pleasure. I'm confused. I'll say it again so you can know I didn't make a mistake. Your spouse wasn't given to you for pleasure. He's your source. See, when you marry Kundila Bahaya, when you believe your spouse is there for your pleasure, when they don't please you no more, you get rid of them. Uh, I, things, I don't love them the way I used to love them. They don't do it for me no more. The problem is you put them in a seat that they should have never been in. When you realize that he is the one that restores you. He is the one that gives you joy. Because listen, my, vacation don't give you rest. Mm. Come on here Sunday school. It's Christ in the vessel. That allows you to smile at the storm. Don't get this thing twisted, y'all. Say, say, don't, I, I ain't saying, don't, don't get crazy. I ain't saying you're supposed to have a wife and be happy with your wife. But you understand whatever happiness you have with your wife is through him. Yeah. Whatever joy you have on vacations because he is the source. Yeah. Oh, God. Your pleasure comes from him. There are too many people you married in your marriage because you've made your spouse God. This man don't check for me no more and this and that. And he ain't talking and, and then this and that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be careful you don't become an idol now. Because the idea, the idea is he's supposed to be the man that God gave you. He's supposed to be the man that God gave you. She's supposed to be the woman that God gave you. And watch this. When God gives you a woman, he's fixed things. He's killed animals to clothe you. Oh, God. When you take what he gives you, he has, a, he has a responsibility to preserve it because he gave it to you. When you keep him as the source, see, even though Adam was ducking, he was right. In other words, he says, God, you're the source. I messed up, but now let me, let, me, let me get back in order and realize you are our father. Is this too heavy? The last one. What you shall wear speaks of your protection, speaks of your health. Your preservation. Glory to God. So you can't let the vaccine become an idol. Uh-oh. No, he is the source and all those things are resources. He says, the reason we are sinning the way we're sinning is because we have displaced him. His word is no longer hidden in our heart. And that is now why I have been saying, but now you have now scripture to support it. That's why we tell you that the sin of the New Testament believer is one sin, unbelief. You don't believe that God is what he says he is. If you believe that what you eat, he can, what you need to eat, he can give you. If you believe that what you need to drink, he can give you. 
If you believe that where you need to be clothed, he can clothe you. If you believe that, then now them things, because we sin because we want to fill one of those voids. Every sin that you commit is to fill one of those three voids. Everyone. Every, everyone. Everyone. I got to get them back. Because they hurt me. So it's your job to protect yourself. I end with the scripture we open with. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart. If you want to have a safeguard against sin, soak on this word. Don't allow these things to become idols in your life. Keep that word as paramount in your life. Meditate on it daily. It's hard to meditate on the word and sin at the same time. That's hard. What's meditate? Meditate means you got to come out your mouth, not just in your head. You're saying it. Father, I bless you for this month of shifting. Father, I glorify you for this month of increase. Father, I give you praise for what you have in store for me this month. And you meditate, and you keep that in, on your, in your heart, and that person call you what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying, this is a month of favor and increase for me. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. You see, you mess up when you stop saying what you're saying, and then you're saying, I know what you're saying. And you just lied because you know what you're saying. You saying the blessing is on me. And I shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Why are you stopping what you're saying to entertain them? Why are you giving them God's space? Why are you allowing them to become an idol? No, this God time I on, and I'm declaring what he said over my life. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CH Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.